What is good, beautiful people? You're watching another episode of Pat's Interference, a season that is coming to an end college football regular season over. Uh, and we're being dragged into a new era of college football, kicking and screaming, at least Ooh. college football fans are, yeah? Yeah, uh, some. Some Most. people are kicking and screaming. Most uh, are. Yeah, no, it was a totally normal weekend in college football, and I think we should just chat about it lightly. We will. Uh, but this is Patch Interference, college football podcast. Thank you for watching live on Twitch, if you're watching right now, or if you're listening via podcast form. Thank you for that as well. Uh, we want you guys to really ask us questions today. This is a very discussion-based yeah. week. We don't have an outline. We're really just kind of recap the conference championship games, because we should. Yep. And then we'll just kind of spend the rest talking about the last 72-ish hours of college football. And, I mean, it's been historic, explosive. It's been a crazy week. Controversial. Uh, but let's get the names out of the way. I'm Patrick Brickman. You are? Patrick Norwood. Howdy. I don't know why I did that like I'm meeting you for the first you time. You are? And you are? <laughs> I'm Patrick first, Norwood. We know each other from college, actually. That's when we started. Uh, 11 years of this. That's 11, when the, years, the, 11 years of us knowing The idea time. was just a baby in our brains at the time. And now it's like a full-fledged nine-year-old? This is our ninth year of the podcast? Thinking of our podcast as a human as a human child? Is so... It's a travesty, truly. In a few years, it'll be able to drive. That's so scary. Uh, yeah, shout out those already in the chat. Alabama Rammer, Rammer jammered their way into the playoffs. Hooray. Spencer, long-time Alabama fan. Long-time. always known that. I'm impressed that Spencer knows what Rammer Jammer is. I'm I don't know that I've ever spoken about it with him, but I know that he wouldn't be on board. The other thing we do on this podcast, you'll see in the bottom right of the screen is we play NCAA football while we talk ball. I think you start us off this week. We're about to play Kentucky. We're at Alabama. I don't know what our record is. We haven't lost yet. And uh, we don't need to go into how that almost happened last week. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, let's start. Should we just start chronologically throughout the day? So start at the noon game with Texas absolutely swamping. Yes, but we'll, we'll, do, we'll do Oregon, uh, Washington first, because that was Friday. Um, Friday. And night. then please, like I said in the comments, I, uh, I don't know why. Please, please talk along with us, because we're going we're gonna to need some comments to get through. Because uh, we're Alabama fans. I don't know. If, you're, if you guys are, we're not going to be the most popular podcast host if you're discovering us for the first time. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be your friends, and we don't blame you. But, um, but we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, right quick, because she's decided that she wants to come on board, I'll hold uh, her up. This week... I'll Simba camera. Uh, Pat's Interference is brought to you by Bosco's Restaurant. Bosco's Restaurant Bar and Grill. Go ahead and call in advance for a table. She only has one. <laughs> uh, Oregon-Washington was fun. That was a super fun, super good Pac-12 game. A great way to send the Pac-12 off into the... By Bosco. A, uh, send it off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, Bo Nix was Bo Picks, dude. I kept calling for it all season, and then right when I stopped saying, well, one of these games is going to show us his true form, yeah. uh, he did. He picked, he picked the worst week to have a down. I don't know that he necessarily played awful, uh, but he definitely played down by his stand. He played, it was a good game for Auburn Bo Nix. It was a bad game for Oregon Bo Nix. I think uh, he did the exact opposite of what Jalen Milrow did uh -huh. this week, which was when Alabama needed Jalen Milrow to be clutch, he was. Mm -hmm. When Auburn needed Bo Nix... To be clutch, he threw a. You mean horrific, Oregon? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Oregon. He threw a horrific interception. Yeah, it was not. It was not a good look, which is weird because he only had two coming into the game. Yeah. So to throw one of that magnitude in that moment and that kind of boneheaded sort of decision, yep. was strange. He might have been trying to do too much. Uh, but l let me ask you about this. Um, you know, Washington was. Ne I don't think they quite got there, but they were nearly double double digit underdogs, and they still pulled it. I still won by three, second time this year, 
that they've uh, beaten Oregon by three. And did it in an emphatic fashion. Too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was never They really, looked like they were yeah. stacked up with them well, and they just beat them twice. They beat them. They lined it up and beat them. They were more physical off the line of scrimmage. Um, Penix had a great game. Um, you know, I think it was uh, Forrest last week who jumped in here and said, you know, let's nay-nay. Michael Penix has been clutch whenever Oregon is When they need him, to. yes. And uh, he was. He absolutely was. So, um, no, hats off to Washington. They deserved a playoff spot. Um, they're an undefeated conference champion. That always means that you make the playoff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing about Washington, oh, man. The thing about Washington that really uh, impressed me was the level that their defense played matched the level from the first game. And we know Oregon has probably been, if not the best, one of the top three best offenses in football since the start of November. They've, they've been on fire. They've been, they they yep. scored 70, 80 points in the game week one. I mean, they can score points on you. They've been efficient. Washington gave them fits. They they were stopping them on third down. They couldn't convert a third down. They couldn't get on. They couldn't stay on the field. Give their defense a chance to breathe. I mean, yep. I was impressed. And I, and I'll say I'll go as far as to say this: a lot of people are are penciling in a Texas win when they play in the playoff. I don't know why. I don't, I don't either. I don't know what you've seen from Washington in big games this year that makes you think that. Not only that, but their strengths, the things that they're good at, and the things that. Texas is good at. Texas plays more into Washington's strengths than I think is the other way around. And I think that that will be an in- I would still probably pick Texas. We're not going to do bowl predictions until next week. We're going to do a bowl special. So uh, be on the lookout be for that. Lookout. Probably Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Yeah, around there. Um, um, I, I will say this. It, uh, the, the crux of this game, the thing that this game hinged on, was the sequence where Michael Penix threw an interception, great mm-hmm. play on the ball by Oregon. Right. And then immediately Bo Pix threw an interception. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it actually does. It really sucks for Bo Nix, who's had a great season. That probably squashed his Heisman. Yeah, no, chances. there's. I think that Heisman's um, been decided. I think Heisman's between Penix and Jaden Daniels at this point. I think it's going to go to Jaden Daniels, but we can I, talk about that next I think week. He's, I, know yeah. I think he's. I know you don't. I think he's landslide, right? As far as Vegas is concerned, as far as the betting odds, I haven't looked. I believe so. I always, I thought you were going to go high on Penix. I just, I think that I would. I don't know that I would vote Penix first. I, mm, I maybe would. Oh, I'd have to think. I would be closer to voting Penix first this than is, probably the average. This football is something fan. really fun. I need to say on the podcast. Yeah. I looked into us getting credentialed as Heisman voters today. Did you really? And it's not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not voting on the. Heisman. But it's not as impossible as you'd think. It's really not. I know. It's I've worked really with Heisman not. voters before in local Did TV. You know there's like 960 yeah. media members who vote on it. I'm like, we've had a podcast for a decade. I now. don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm my old coworker might have been one. I'm not going to say his name just because I don't know if he actually is. I don't want people to look that up, but I think he might have been a Heisman voter at one point. Dude, we just got our first career. spam bob in the in the chat. Oh, what's the what are they saying? Hey, sorry for bothering you. No, this isn't spam. Uh. Yeah, hit us up, hit up our intern. This is um, just a fiao. Yeah. yeah, just hit up our intern. Just go ahead and email uh, patsinterference at gmail.com because I know you're real and you're definitely a real person. By the way, I just put together a very good yeah, drive. A very uh, um, Bama takes a six nothing lead again. If you're on pod, we play NCAA fourteen. Uh, but anyway, in 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 finality with the Pac-12 championship, like I said, it was a great way to send it off into the into the sunset. Um, I'm gonna miss that conference. I, I am. I am. That's exactly what I was about to say. I'm going to deeply miss the days of your when <laughs> yeah. Pac-12 after dark was on after your team just survived a really scary like 6 p.m. game. 
3 p.m. game, you know? Big time. I'm, I am going to miss that very, very much. Um, I love having... I know you were anti. I love having uh, the Pac-12 championship on Friday night. I changed my tune. It was a nice... It was a nice... I, I had just kind of fallen in love with the idea that all the games would be happening at the same time, and I just get really jacked by that. But I found myself a little spot. I found myself a little happy corner. I turned on the game, and I enjoyed it for the Friday. It was, it was a nice little precursor to what we did get on Saturday, which yeah. was a really... I'm just going to use the word historic day. I mean, it 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 is uh it is a day that's going to be discussed for years to come. Long time. What happened on Saturday? Long time. Yeah. Um, Jacory Brooks just made a reception, which is more than he's done in four weeks in Alabama. I've kind of decided I might want to take him out of the starting lineup because it doesn't feel real, but I'm not going to do that because um, he might win the Heisman in this. I uh. Yeah, Saturday was wild. Uh, we should start from the beginning. We should start with Texas and Oklahoma State. Right? We will. Yeah, um, absolutely. Quinn Ewers was an absolute dog. I, I need you to carry this discussion because I was working a work I, event, so I, I was only working. keeping up with it on my phone. Um, so, yeah, tell me what you saw. broke the record for touchdown passes in the Big 12 title game in the first half. Is that really – he really broke that. I saw that he was, like, having a, um, that kind of day. But. On, on top of that, their defense played – from the games that I've watched, they played the best game they've played all season. Yeah. Um, maybe when they played us, they were a little bit better. But, again, that was week, that was week two. That was a sure. different Alabama team. We'll get into that. Uh, surely we'll get into that later. Um, but no, Texas looked awesome. Sark's play calls, man. Yeah. It's just such a fun offense to watch when he's calling it. Right. And the way that he moves people in motion, the way that he can, um, manipulate a defense, get his quarterback, you know, scheme guys open. So his quarterback has an easy throw to make. It's really, really impressive. Um, a lot of people wondering, and I don't know if Forrest is in this chat yet. Uh, if Sark made Mac Jones, <laughs> Uh, there's, I don't want to fully say yes to that, but there might be some truth to, to the idea of that. There could be some credence um, to it. Uh, but anyway. I would say Mac was, at this point it looks like Mac was almost made by uh, a, a collusion of, of Sark, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, uh, Mechie, and, and all those dudes. Yeah. That was a really good team. Yeah. No, that was a really good team. So anyway, um, Texas looked awesome. I think they were. This is a touchdown. I think as soon as, uh, gosh, it just depends on who gets open. It's X. Um, as soon as beep, uh, they finished that game, they were a playoff team. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see there was a way that you could leave them out. They were, they did what they had to do. And we'll get way more into the playoff discussion later. But what I mean by that is they went into their conference championship game, beat the team they were playing horribly. Yeah. I mean, beat the brakes off of them. Uh, and we're letting off the gas a good bit in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, could have easily run up another 10, maybe even 14 points. I saw the score. kept changing. And, of course, I was getting annoyed because Alabama needed them to lose. But, um, no, I mean, you're exactly right. Texas did, you know, style points probably mattered more this year than any other year that I can remember. Yeah. And Texas, the last two weeks, I don't know what they did three weeks ago, but I can say two weeks, the last two weeks, you know, because they had a lot of close calls uh, coming into November, end of October. And we were starting to doubt them a little bit. And, and Texas shut the door on everybody mm-hmm. two weeks in a row. I mean, they they went out and they ran up the score. They knew they had to, and Sark knew that, and he did. And I commend him for it, which is a weird thing to say that you commend a coach for running up the score, but that's ball. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do in the yep. sport the way that this is now. And I'm, uh, I'm tired of the, uh, the don't run up the score part of this sport. <laughs> um, the people who think that yeah. have not watched in the last – Five, six, seven years. Now, granted, if it's okay, it's Alabama against UTC. Sure, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Don't go up 86 10 or whatever. I totally understand that. 
But if it is a conference championship game, it's a rivalry game. It is a game where you know the voters and committee are going to be watching. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I would, I would run up the score any week that's not, you know, the Citadel. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Any, any, any power opponent, especially power five opponent, I am running up the score. Uh, Tico says, uh, go Mox, run it up. <laughs> Completely agree. Go Mox, though. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, look, man, Texas did what they had to do. Um, that's a really, really dangerous team that had one faulty. That's just a good, like, college football team. Yeah. Uh, Tavondre uh, Sweat, by mm-hmm. the way. Best touchdown celebration I've seen. Yeah, I did see. I made sure to go and see that. Time. I mean, that was awesome. In a long and time. Any, any, any 300 plus town dude that's going to hit the stanky leg during a college football game is going to grab I, my attention. I, I think I texted you right after that. If Alabama doesn't make the playoff and they don't go to the national title, I want Texas to win. Which Sweat is. I don't want to use the word contender, but he has had at some point in this season Heisman buzz because he's having that type of year. Now it was. Nobody's actually put him in the top five or anything. No, but you know when those players will kind of creep up around 10? We're going to go fullback dive. We're going to uh, get whoever our fullback big is. Big man touchdowns are the best part about the sport, and it's not close. I want to get back to this question. Parker, remind us when the episode's winding up. I want to get back to your favorite parts of college football that are kind of nuancey like that. <laughs> I, I want to do a segment on that. I mean, um, I've never watched somebody... Fo- I mean, other than the fact that Alabama's center, Seth McLaughlin, is not very good. Tyler just asked me about something that made me giggle harder yesterday than... Uh, than myself on ice. We went ice skating yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Dolphins uh, roller coaster celebration? Uh, it was yeah. awesome. It was fantastic. It was so funny. It was super well done, well choreographed. I, that's what I like, is when you can tell, like, they practiced this. They do. Bit, they do. That's awesome. Uh, but here's the thing. They did it at the right time. They were Because they did it on the road and they were winning. The last time that they did a big choreographed celebration like that was in Philly in a game that they were actively losing at the time. And I'm glad I haven't seen one since then. This was the right week to pull out. Because they've had some good ones. They did a conga line in the game where they beat the, the Broncos. Uh, scored 70 on them. They did a conga line. That was my personal favorite because Tua was front and center. Yep. But um, I didn't know you liked Tua that much. I love Tua that oh, much. Okay. Have we discussed okay. that on this podcast? I'm a big so. Tua guy. Do you see him at the top uh, holding the trophy? Yeah, that was on purpose. Right next to Devin Hester. Uh, so there was that game. Mm-hmm. There was a G5 game. Lord help me, the G5. It's a, it's a cluster, dude. It's an absolute cluster. This is a year I kind of pieced out on a lot of G5. Kind of outside of it's, ECU, it's I'll be honest. Yes. Well, we watched a lot. I mean, I know I know James Madison was was had uh, you know an undefeated season up until they got game day, but I couldn't. I, I know that Tulane's been good still. Uh, it just came up on the bottom. Uh, Liberty, excuse me, forty nine. New Mexico yeah, State, thirty five. Yeah. Um, why am I an ass coach? Why do you do this to me? Oh, you got this. You're a big boy. Get out of ass, coach. You're smarter than this. <laughs> You're smarter than the computer here. Anyway, uh, Liberty's, Liberty's going to New Year's Six Bowl. I'm not happy about it. I, I didn't know that Liberty had any kind of, like, New Year's Six aspirations until they were announced to be playing. Who are they playing again? Uh, oh, New Mexico State. New Mexico. Well, that's uh, who they played. Who are they playing the... Who do they play? Oregon. Is it? It's Oregon. They play... Oh, my gosh. They play, they play Bo Nix in Oregon. Bo Nix, who's probably playing for an NFL contract, for honest. Yeah, I was surprised to see that he's going to play in this game, but also not surprised because he does have money that can be won with a good showing, and yeah. it is Liberty, so he can put some good highlights on tape. I actually probably would have played if I was him, too. He <laughs> really did not <laughs> want to run that idea. in. Um, yeah, so, uh, they, yeah, they're in it. Uh, Boise won. Uh, we just missed a field goal. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, watched it. Super Sim is always, but it's fine. We're good. Uh, yeah, you had Boise. Uh, Miami-Toledo was the other game. 
And that was a good game. Uh, Miami kind of pulled away at the end. Um, huge win for them in the MAC. Uh, the thing that bothers me about the G5, and this will be our broad G5 topic, yeah. is except for the G5 team that gets the... We're good. I got you, baby bird. I got you. Um, other than the team that makes it to the New Year's Six Bowl game, uh-huh. it sucks to go to a bowl game in the G5. Congratulations, JMU. You had a 10-win season. Enjoy the military bowl. Yeah. That sucks, man. I get it. I, I, I totally get it. But at the same time, wouldn't you rather see... I have see, always kind of thought the same thing, though. I mean, I've thought w- that... Like, wouldn't you rather see Tennessee take on a Tulane, an SMU, not Liberty, a Toledo, a Miami of Ohio, instead of Iowa in the Citrus Bowl this year? I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to watch Iowa play anybody. I just want to watch <laughs> Iowa play football. I just want to look at the, the box score after the game. I think Iowa would have this a similar type of game against the Chattanooga Mocs that they would have against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think it'd be the same exact game. Parker brings up a great off-season pod topic. G five and P five should one hundred percent be separate leagues like the FCS. That's a great off-season pod, and I want to have on. Our G5 contingent. We're going to have to get pa- Paxton on here. We need Paxton, Leslie, and Forrest to be the G5 contingent. Because mm-hmm. I can't really speak for them, but, I mean, you know. Because um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with Parker here, but I don't know how you... I don't know how you do that. I'm not a G5 guy. I don't root for a G5 team, so I don't know if that's even inherently offensive. Uh, but there's very much credence to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, moving on. The next game you had, and the game that we'll probably spend the most time talking about, um, is Michigan. I no, uh, Alabama and Georgia faced off in yet another classic between those two teams. I'd say mm-hmm. um, Alabama coming out on top, 27 uh, 24. It it's been a weird. 48 hours and a really good 48 hours if you're an Alabama fan. For sure. What will you... I'm going to ask you some very broad stroke questions about this. Ask away, baby. What will you always remember from this game? From the Alabama-Georgia game? Yes. I'll remember... uh, This is the one where both teams felt so equal, but Georgia made two key mistakes that was the difference. They had the fumble inside the 15, and they missed a field goal. And and I I don't know that I've seen a big Alabama game that the nation was watching that ended in that way, where nothing really crazy happened, nothing memeable, nothing to make fun of anybody for, to clown Alabama, to clown Georgia. It was just Alabama played a cleaner, better game. And if one or two things had gone different, they they almost felt like they matched up exactly perfect with each other. We've got Null Nation 2023 said what's up. Null Nation. Let's get in it. Let's get in it. Null Nation, I don't know who you are. I bet I probably know who you are, but I don't know who you are. Uh, sorry. No, so sorry. thank you for joining us. Uh, we are if if you if we don't know who you are, this is you are watching a stream of uh of two Alabama grads that are about to try to make sense of this in their own head. Um, Welcome. Parker says the false start that caused the missed fumble was the most important play of the game. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, it was a super fun game to watch. I think, objectively, if you're a college football fan, despite the stakes and despite what happened afterward, if you were just a fan of college football, that is one of the best games you're going to get. Um, Georgia's going to be around for a long time, man. It, nah. this, this was not a dynasty killer by any stretch of the imagination. This was nothing like that. Um, it is a, it, it, it was what it was. Um, it was two really, really good teams. Um, missed field goal is what he meant. 
Um, it was two really good teams that played two really good games, and like you said, one of them made two mistakes. I will say Jalen Milrow did not have his best stuff. Um, he did not look like the Jalen Milrow that played against LSU or the Jalen Milrow that played in the second half against Tennessee or Ole Miss, but he was clutch mm-hmm. when he needed to be. Um, and in those times when he was clutch, he was awesome. I'll even, I'll go far, I will go a step further and say I am very happy with the way Jalen Milrow played. I'm not saying I'm unhappy with it, yeah. but I don't think you can sit here and tell me he played his best game. Well, no, he played Georgia. I don't know. I mean, only Bryce Young plays his best game against Georgia. If he played his best game against Georgia, we might be talking about him being a Heisman contender, like right now. Uh, but he... <laughs> <laughs> this game is wonky. Uh, by the way, you're going to need to tell me the clock because the, the camera's never blocked more of okay. the screen for me than it is today. Yep. So. Gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So, yes, I'll take that away. Bama's defense only giving up 78 yards rushing to Georgia after giving up way over 78 yards to Auburn the week before. I kind of called that last That's week on the call. pod. That's a good call. I hadn't thought about it in that context um, yet. I kind of called it last week on the pod when I said, uh, I reminded you of the 2011 National Championship. Sure. When Alabama had played, you remember Georgia Southern as the triple option team, and then LSU came out and tried to run the option because Georgia Southern was so successful, mm-hmm. and it just went nowhere. Well, what does Georgia do the other day? It's third and one. Georgia runs a toss sweep, a little pitch out, right? Because what did Auburn do the week before? A ton of those little pitch outs, and it just didn't work. It got stuffed every single time. I mean, you had uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry go out uh, completely out of the game with a concussion, and it didn't really look like Bama lost a step. Yeah. It definitely didn't look like they lost one of their best, most talented defensive players. No, no, I mean, because Amos came in and was awesome, and, and I want to say Amos that... Amos has been awesome. That even, and then that even, af- even after um, Even after Kool-Aid went out, Arnold got a little better. He made some more plays. He had, he had allowed a few catches. He wasn't having a bad game by any stretch, but, but he had no. allowed a couple catches, and uh, McCogney had gotten a couple on him, and then he came out, and he, he buckled down. He almost had a pick. Alabama dropped four picks. Tech, uh, Georgia might have dropped. I mean, there, there, were, there were just a little couple things that could have gone here and there that could have made the game completely different on both sides. Um, but, you know, Alabama comes out. I don't think it was uh, the best game planning from Georgia, I would say. I think Alabama came in with a wonderful game plan. And this isn't just hindsight. I, do, I don't think... The, the main... Georgia got Georgia scored their first drive and made it look decently easy doing it. And they didn't really keep doing... Uh, they were letting Carson Beck... They got scared to let Carson Beck drop back. And that is because Dallas Turner was getting to him. But they went away from it, I think, too much. There was that. I also think that in this game, a lot of the Georgia fans post-game, and I think rightfully so, have been complaining about Mike Bobo and his play calling. Um, it was a little ugly there, um, especially in the third I think the third quarter is really when yeah. it, it kind of started turning downhill for him. Um, and I, I, I really do think the play calling was rough. I also think you saw a case of a very, very uh, experienced Kevin Steele, mm-hmm. knowing that bent don't break may be the best philosophy in this game. Um, sort of taking Mike Bobo to the woodshed a little bit and just, okay, we'll give you three or four yards this play. We will give you two yards this play. And then you are going to have to convert a third and four, a third and three. Yeah. And we're going to stand up and just try and knock you down. Um, And several times it worked. Uh, I asked in the chat, I said, uh, who had the bigger game between Amos and Arnold? Oh, good, yeah. Uh, Tyler said Arnold for his run defense. I agree with that. As well as being... uh, as well, but nothing more clutch than Amos being ready to fill in on demand. I mean, the very next play, Tyler brings it up, the very next play, 
the ball is thrown to Brock Bowers and it's knocked out by Amos. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, they went right at him, which is good coaching. That's exactly That's what exactly I would have done. But he was do. ready. And he was ready and he stepped up and he was a guy that, you know, a lot of the coaching staff thought was going to be good. Um, Josh Pate mentioned it on his show on Sunday. Thought he was going to be good, but didn't really think he was going to be. A, he was a, he was a, a depth key transfer player. Yeah, it was a depth but he's transfer. Depth. He's great depth, and you know who knows what's going to happen to him next year. But you know, right now he's depth, and then he came out and had arguably two of the biggest plays of the game. I'll put it this way, and this this is this is this is I think that a thing that a lot of programs are learning to evaluate right now in, in the current college football. Um, you have a guy like Trey Amos who came from Louisiana, right? Just he, he came from Louisiana. He wasn't from a, he was from a G5 school. Didn't have a name for himself. Uh, but the, but the coaching staff saw him. Something they liked, whether or not the way he played, whether the way he fit into the scheme, or whether or not he was just like you know they liked his attitude, the way he thought about football. They added him. Yep. Then you look at a team like LSU who who you know looked past a guy like Trey Amos, even though he was in Louisiana. So LSU passed on him, even though he was in their backyard. To add a guy from Texas A&M, like Denver Harris, who was a five-star, coming from that Texas A&M class that was the NIL class, he had six tackles this year. And let's be honest, that, uh, that LSU secondary wasn't good. It shouldn't have been hard for him to find playing time. Well, and I think Alabama was victim of that, or not victim of that, but fell into that trap last year with Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks took a, 10 weeks to get going. Who is a great player. He's a starter mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. No one is saying he's not a good player. He just didn't really fit. Yeah. And you got to go out and you got to get guys that fit. Um, I agree with Tyler. There were several tackles in the open field made that could have been, they were already not great plays. Mm-hmm. They could have been way worse without uh, Terry and Arnold's open field tackling ability. Yeah. Um, so he was he was a huge crim- Oh, by and large, that might be the biggest thing Kevin Steele's done, is we don't miss as many tackles in the open field as we did the, the two years prior with Cincinnati with, uh, with, with Golding. Yeah, and, I, and that is something that Ole Miss has struggled with this season, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so... Granted, I, I was talking about um, what will we remember from this game. The yeah. defense is the thing that I'll always remember. The, the offense was great. I'll always remember the wheel route and the questionable call on the Isaiah Bond catch. Um, I think, by rule, that's that's not really a catch. I'll go ahead and say that. I'll be the first one. Yeah, it happens. But that's a fair. Like that's that, a fair calls cry. like that happen every single game. Um, but they didn't review it. They didn't deem it. Okay. No, I'm not getting stopped on third and two in midfield by Kentucky. It's not happening. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think the defense is the thing that's going to stand out for me. Um, Caleb Downs is an incredible football player, man. He is going to be so fun to watch. If he can stay healthy. He has a chance to be the best defensive back He has a chance to be that guy. He has a chance to be up there with the Minka Fitzpatricks and the Landon Collins of the world. He's well on his way. I mean, I can't think of another freshman that had the kind of impact he's had since Minka. I think Minka would be the other guy that you put in that, as far as defensive back uh, goes. Yeah, Landon um, Collins before him, but yeah. Yeah, Landon, that, that's probably the big three. I mean, that's probably the Mount Rushmore, but I, I would say Downs has done a little bit more than Collins as far as just, I know Collins had a, a, t- a big touchdown against Tennessee his freshman year, but uh, just from, I mean, he's our leading tackler. That's that's hard to do in a Nick Saban defense oh, regardless. Sorry. <laughs> Lee Benson is just making Kentucky his son. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I'm happy um, the new game's coming out, man. I miss games like this. The other thing that we need to mention, and arguably, in the grand scheme of the sport, the bigger mm-hmm. storyline other than the obvious playoff implications, and we'll get into that in a minute, uh, Will Reichert is now the all-time leading point scorer in NCAA football, mm-hmm. which is so many points, I don't think that'll ever be broken. It's good. Oh. Yeah. 
It's gonna. It's gonna take really medical hard. hardships and yes. and a lot of and because because we got, I mean I have to remember that you know Will Riker has gotten basically an extra year that other players don't get because of you know a lot of players get the COVID year. So I don't think it's his sixth year kicking for us. I think it's his fifth year as our starting kicker. Yeah. But yep, he um, he scored more points and broke the record of a three year starter for the Navy football team, which is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> So many points. So shout out to Will Reichard. He's probably the most successful kicker Alabama's had. I mean, obviously, ever since I've been now, watching. If, yeah, since if I've he been has watching. the record, but I, I think of the Van Tiffins and 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 folks of that sort of uh, famous lore and that sort of mythos. But I, I, you know, I think Will Reichard is just as far as being dependable. Yes, he's missed big kicks and big games. He missed. Uh, he famously missed one in the. Um, uh, the third Saturday in October last year, he missed one in the Iron Bowl this year. But, I mean, he has been as clutch as clutch can be most of it's, the time. It's hard to beat somebody that, you know, the team wins a national championship and your kicker didn't miss a single kick that yeah. entire season. Yep. That, that is kind of a hard, uh, a hard legacy to top. Um, uh, right now in the NCAA 14 game for us, um, noted lacrosse player Ty Buckner taking snaps. Uh, if you didn't hear that news today, Ty Buckner is in the transfer portal. He is transferring to lacrosse. He's going to play lacrosse now. Uh, okay, one last thing that I want to bring up, because I think it's worth bringing up anytime Alabama and Georgia play. Because this is, this is, in my opinion, and I'm very biased, uh, but this is, as far as non-major rivalries go, right? So Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama, Auburn. This is the college. This is what Alabama, Georgia, or Alabama, Clemson was for a few years. This is the game. This yes. is the I juggernauts think, going at it. So when Alabama pulls this off this year, the way they've done it, does that? Those two are always jockeying for position at the top of college football. Where does that? Uh, where does that dial move for you? I, I think you have a slight shift back to even. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's definitely been in Georgia's favor the past couple of years, obviously. For, for sure. They won back-to-back won back back back. and the last time they lost was in Atlanta. And Alabama. they beat us on one of those. Oh, look at that. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the dial just sort of... Uh, oh, that's an end. Nope. Never mind. Um, I think the dial just sort of moved back to even par. Yeah. Um, I, I think those teams are, are going to be uh, slugging each other left and right for recruits and during games. I mean, next year, it is the third game of the season. Georgia comes to Tuscaloosa. I, is, I keep forgetting that. It is going to be a marquee matchup. It's going to be huge. Now, if Alabama wins the title... Whoever wins that game, mm-hmm. or whoever loses that game, excuse me, is going to root for the other team the rest of the way because if the other team makes it the rest of the way undefeated, that is your ticket to a 12-team playoff. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Our only or one of our two losses is an undefeated Georgia or an undefeated Alabama or one loss Georgia, one loss Alabama. There's your ticket. That's it. So, you know... Um, or just be in the SEC. Yeah, it, it's yeah <laughs> jerkish thing to say today, but no, I couldn't resist. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to um, the night games a bit. I you don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about the G five anymore. Sorry, G five folks, but no, just two more games. Nothing right? in those night games was exciting. And yeah, they don't really have implications. Um, and we weren't watching them. SMU did win uh, the American. Mm-hmm. and uh, is now moving to the ACC, which is hilarious. I'm impressed that you remember these off the top of your head because I typed those scores in there, and I don't remember what I don't names remember I was the typing. scores, but I know that SMU won. Um, Kendrick Law. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you had Michigan and Iowa. Wolf. Michigan did not play a fantastic game, by the way. They played a fine game. They looked all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't think you would talk to a Michigan fan who thinks that that's exactly how they want to play the rest of the season. That being said, Iowa's defense is very good. 
People underestimate Iowa's defense because they just think of the meme of Iowa, but they won nine games for a reason, folks, and you know how the offense has been. It's not because of the offense. Um, you know, something had to happen. So, no, their defense is awesome. Um, it's just uh, we've got a lot of Alabama kicker discord going on in the chat right now. Oh, what's the vibe? Uh, folks uh, talking about Kate Foster a lot, which I'd rather not. I know I, I know Cade Foster's if, wife, and she uh, she was always very nice to me in class. And my one interaction with Cade Foster outside of football was not very nice, and he was very rude to everyone in the room. I sold him frozen yogurt. You did. I, <laughs> you did. Actually, this is one of the more embarrassing, like, like young, like collegey, early freshman college football uh, memories I have of myself was. Um, he, I worked at Yogurt Mountain. He came into Yogurt. This is Cade Foster, the kicker. I mean, it's the kicker of the team, and he wasn't a well liked kicker either. Um, but he came in and we were doing one of those, uh, this is so shitty to even bring up at this point. We were doing one of those like, donate some money and you get to write your name on the thing, we stick them all over the store. So Cade Foster came in and he donated whatever he donated, which, good job for you. Uh, and then, you know, Especially I just- Especially in college, that's, right, I, that's pretty I wouldn't, pay, I wasn't doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, not at 18. And um, I kept it, I kept his name. I didn't ever hang it up, I just kept it. <laughs> I just thought it was like, I knew it wasn't, like, I'm not saying that I kept it because I thought it's an autograph. And one day this is going to mean something. Yeah. And then he misses three kicks against LSU. Um, I'm actually just going to go ahead and get to the end of this game. Parker uh, brought up, will that bar keep giving out free beer until Iowa scores in their bowl game? No, because I don't think they're going to score in their bowl game. I think they um, went out of business on Saturday. They actually did quite well. Like, apparently they did great. Yeah. It was, a, it was a banger event, and they got a ton of press. Like, good for them. They had one down Saturday paycheck-wise, and now they will live in fame for the next month. Brilliant. That's good. That's good marketing. Then. Good marketing. Um, yeah. No. Michigan didn't look awesome. They didn't look bad. Iowa looks terrible, and that's about what we've come to expect from Iowa. Um, you had the the ACC title game. It happened. It happened. Florida. Oh God, I feel so bad for Florida State, man. This sucks, dude. This sucks, man. It was Florida State won the game. Mm -hmm. They did not look dominant. Um, there were several opportunities for Louisville to sort of take the lead or force somebody's hand or anything, and they did none of it. Mm -hmm. Jack Plummer looked, no relation to Jake Plummer, works up. Uh, Jack Plummer looked terrible. Yeah. Terrible. His, uh, his last, like the drive summaries of the final quarter of that game read like an obituary. Pass batted down to the line of scrimmage. Pass batted down to the line of scrimmage. Pick. Incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. 30-yard completion. <laughs> threw a pick on the next play. Like, it's miserable, dude. Were we watching more them being bad or more FSU's defense standing up to the situation at hand? Uh, uh, I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, FSU's defense was playing with their hair on fire. They, they had a lot of uh, really unique blitz packages. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of coverage sacks. I also think Louisville's offense just kind of sputtered and... The rocket had run out of fuel before it broke atmosphere. Hey, this is fun. Our next game is going to be number two against number three, Arkansas. Okay. Both undefeated. So Let's fire this up. And we're at Arkansas. At Let's do it. No. Um, okay, we should probably... That was it for... They won by 10? Uh, 16 to 6. And yeah, I mean, that was it. And then as soon as that game hit curtains, I mean, it was front 11 miles an hour... On Twitter the rest of the night. And 11 miles an hour is fast for Twitter. I just made that up. Yeah, that was... I like that, though. Yeah. 11 miles an hour on Twitter. 
Even I mean, all night. I mean, at 4 a.m., I'm seeing people still tweeting about it. I wasn't up at 4 a.m., but... It was almost like 12 miles an hour, if you think about it. Ooh, it was close. I wouldn't quite... Yeah. No, it was... And then we ended up with what we ended up with, and I, I don't really know where to start with it all, but Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama is, is the four. That's, that's the playoff. Uh, we should lay down facts first and then give our opinion. That's okay. what we were taught to do. Uh, I think Michigan... and. So Michigan, Washington, like you said, Texas, Alabama. Um, the committee's reasoning was we were supposed to pick the best four teams. We feel like these are the best four teams. Um, had Travis Hunter been playing, this is what they said. This is not what I'm saying. Had Travis Hunter played and was still playing and wasn't hurt, then they would be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. That is what they said. That is what they said. That sucks to hear because then you have people like Jordan Travis who has been I'm not going to speak about him because I don't know anything about him, but from everything that I've seen as a stand-up guy, feels guilty that he broke his leg, which is insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. And goes on to tweet like, man, I, I wish we would have just lied about my prognosis and said I could He said, I back. wish I'd broken my leg earlier, which is one of the hardest sports quotes I've ever seen typed. Um, and then I, I heard uh, someone else, or I saw somebody else tweet, um, maybe Florida State should have just lied and said he'd be back for the playoff. And then said, oh, wait, never mind, once they got in, that probably would have gotten them in. Um, they didn't get in. Alabama got in. Uh, those are the facts. Now we can do opinion time. Mm-hmm. I will go first. You can go first since I'm starting. And yeah. Um, this sucks, dude. This is, this is one of those parts of the sport that just absolutely sucks. It's one of the reasons why, while we love the playoff, there are a ton of flaws with the playoff that I think we romanticized the we romanticized the four team playoff a lot when it was like a concept. Oh, of course we did. It was new. And thought it was going to be so much better than the BCS because it won't, you know, we won't have teams being left out and you won't have two SEC teams, you know, two teams from the same conference getting in. And now, you know, I know Texas is a technically Big 12 right now. Right now you have two Big 10 teams and two Big 12 teams mm-hmm. or two SEC teams. I'm sorry. Um and it, it sucks. You have uh, uh, Josh Pate said it. He took the words out of my mouth today. Um, when I was watching his video on it, he said that he hated that you have a group of grown men assigning a point value to a football player. That they they think that he is worth this amount of points and X Y Z. That sucks. This is a tough part of the sport. Um, the people who are mad at the SEC. I don't really understand. They didn't make the committee. They didn't. I know, but they I didn't. I understand. The committee, I, the committee was made because people were mad at the SEC. Yes. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I understand anger. I'm not saying it's the SEC's fault. I'm saying it is ESPN's and the TV rights' fault. But sure. I hated things that weren't the Patriots' fault when the Patriots are winning every right. year. I get it. But you're channeling your anger in the wrong direction. This is this is a sport and a system that is it is on the whole broken. Florida State fans are that is a huge brand that is very knowledgeable football culture. You have a lot of people who have been watching this sport for a long time, crying foul to things that they were rooting for two years ago. Mm-hmm. I take issue with that. I take issue with people who are mad at Alabama fans for being happy for their school. Look, dude, it sucks, man. I we no one was happier about us getting in the playoff than these two dudes. And no one, no other podcast feels worse right now for Florida (laughs) State than us. I'll say that hands down. 
His parents are both Florida State people. Through and through. You grew up a Florida State fan. I did. This sucks, dude. It's, it's ass. It but sucks, guess but... what? They made the right call. Sorry. If it is truly for best, it's truly foremost deserving, or over foremost deserving, then that's what you've got here. It sucks because that's the exact antithesis of what they've done all along. They've mm -hmm. always done foremost deserving. For some reason this year, they decided to flip it. That has people irate. I think the other people, the other thing that has people mad is the fact that, big man TD, um, is the fact that uh, they ranked Florida State fourth two weeks ago in the second to last. They're having me go for this. Playoff ranking. I think you should. I think you're going you're gonna to pick this up. Um, I think had they not done that, no one would be talking about this. I think had you had Texas at four, mm -hmm. no one would be talking about this because then you could have Texas move out to three and obviously Alabama, their only loss is the number three country team in the country. And I think a lot of people would have swallowed that pill a lot better. But instead, they put Florida State at fourth, pissed off a bunch of Florida State fans when they won. You got punished for winning. And that sucks, and I hate it. But again, I don't disagree with it. I just disagree with the philosophy and the reasoning and how we got here in the first place. And again, I'm, I'm going to bang this drum till the day I die. BCS, this is a non-issue. The BCS got it so much more correct than people realize and let two bad years of the BCS out of the 20 years it was around mm -hmm. ruin all of it. Until next year when there's 12, which by the way is too many. And just wait yeah. until the discussion becomes, well, number 13 is obviously better than 12. Yeah, that's, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the whole, because we, we've had that discussion many, many times. Is yes, BCS was probably a little bit more successful than the four team, than, and, and then we've, I've been saying, all right, I am fully a believer in eight. I don't know why we skipped eight. And, and we, it's not even worth having that discussion. It would be if we were stuck with the four team, but we have a new system coming. Uh, so I don't want to get too much into that. You, uh, we agree on a lot of that because... Um, Sorry, I don't want to... Keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I mean, if I have stuff to address, I can get my, I, my take ahead. in a minute. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, the committee succeeded in the goal when the goal is best four teams. It's a broken and dead and, 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 and beaten system that, that, that should have been gone with years ago. Uh, we liked it when it started. You mentioned that, and I remember that. Right when the four-team playoff came, it was new. Yep. A playoff in college football sounded awesome. We all love March Madness, right? Uh, so we were excited. Um, the first year was a little wonky. They got it, you know, the next couple years it maybe didn't have as much, as much drama. But by, it's been 10 years of the playoff. By about year four or five, it was becoming pretty obvious that this system is flawed. And flawed, the system being voting on this from a committee. Because... A bunch of, by the way, old dudes. Just really crusty old dudes. A bunch of really crusty old dudes. Uh, having a committee, there's no way to have that be impartial. And that was the thing. Uh, that's what we were promised at the beginning, uh, back in 2013, 12, and we were forming what this was going to look like. We were promised this will be an impartial, and if they have to vote on themselves, they will be recused from that vote. And their whole job is just four best teams. And you're like, Jack, that's going to create some great football. In a lot of ways it did, in a lot of ways it didn't. Um... Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I, I can't bounce around it. I am elated that Alabama was the beneficiary, beneficiary, of, beneficiary of a broken system. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm elated. Uh, where, where I guess I, I kind of started to pull away from you is, yes, don't be mad. Yes, if we're just calling a spade a spade, this isn't Alabama's fault. This isn't the player's fault. But I do get the anger just 
because, like, you have to channel it somewhere. And yes, they are very mad at the. I've seen enough anger at the committee. But at the same time, it was to Alabama. And I'm an Alabama fan, so I go, yeah, we are better than Florida. Alabama's a better team than Florida State right now. I fully believe it. I fully believe it. I fully believe it. But I get the anger. I do, too. I get I the anger. I didn't say I didn't. Um, I just think directing it at Alabama is stupid. But it, it is part of the territory, and it increasingly becomes more the more that Alabama gets away and is the beneficiary of every single time this happens. And that is what happened. Every and time somebody benefits from this, it is Alabama. One, and this is the worst one One thing yet. I want to bring up is, I see this a lot, where Ooh, people nice. keep saying every single time this happens, it's for Alabama, it's in Alabama's favor. Wrong. Alabama's gotten in the playoff. What? No. Ohio me, State did it last year, too, I suppose. Let me finish. Okay. Not, no, I'm not yelling. All right, I'm, I'm, all right. Outward anger. Uh, the last time this happened in Alabama's favor, where they snuck into the playoff, they won the whole thing. They won the national title. They were the best team in the country. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that every time this happens, it always goes for... No. There's happened one other time for Alabama. Name the other. It's happened three times. Name three times other. Alabama's made it into the playoff without... With either having a loss and being on the outside looking in and slipping in at four. Two of them, it was because they weren't their conference champ. And this one was because they had the loss to the team that was in the playoff. It's not exactly apples for apples, but it's the same the, thing. The last time they did it, they won the national title. I under, Yes, you're right. So and, again, you can cry about how we're the beneficiaries of this and Alabama always gets it. Yeah, they've shown that they can take that. But nobody, again, but when Alabama's winning every single time, like, yes, nobody wants to say it. We all know that a lot of it is, is sour apples. Yes. But I, as, you know... We, we're, we're saying the same thing in different tones. We are. As somebody that has rooted... You root for sports that, that, don't, that don't win, right? I root for sports that don't win, and I get super sour apples. You do not talk that way about my Nashville Predators. Exactly. You get, exactly. Right? And they're not even a losing program, but you get what I'm... They, they uh, have relax. a... Right? Relax. <laughs> Let's take it, take it easy. You hate, you hate the Red Wings. I hate the Patriots. I hate... No, but I hate the Red Wings because they're bad people. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Everybody thinks that we're bad people because we have a bunch of asshole fans that don't act right when things like this happens. Yep. So I get the anger. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I totally get the anger. I just don't. I think you're channeling it towards the wrong people. You but should channel it towards a broken system. I want to get back on my train of thought. Please, um, please, please. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, listen, the best they succeeded in the best four, and it's a shame that that's the system we have. But it's the system we have. Um, I will address, I've seen a lot of people going, well, the ACC could have voted against this whatever year. Don't bring that up. That doesn't matter because that's not who we're sad for. We're not sad for the ACC. No, that we're sad for the Florida that's, State players. That's the dumbest conference in the world. And there's, there's nothing you should be sad for them. Well, for. what happened was the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, I want to say, the Alliance, whatever they call themselves, uh, to however many years ago, they, they could have voted in the 12-team playoff earlier they voted against it. I don't know the reasons why. I didn't research them. I don't care. I'm not sad for the ACC today. No. I'm not sad for the people who have money at stake. I'm not sad for the talking heads. I'm not sad for Booger McFarland. I'm not thing... sad for Danny Cannell. I'm sad for the players that just won yeah. every single damn game they wanted to play, and they don't get to play for a champion. And they're Florida State. This isn't like we got a one-off year where Marshall won a bunch of games. It's not a one-off year where... It's, this is not a UCF. No, it's not even a... U, that's a good... It's not even a UCF. It's no. Florida State. This is a team that's won three titles. They have 
one of the last, what, five or six teams to even win a title? Yep. Because the SEC keeps winning it. And they, they beat the Daylights out of pretty much they play, pretty much everyone they played this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when they didn't, they didn't. But that, and, and, and I get sucks. it. Alabama didn't beat the Daylights out of every team they played no. this year. No, not at so, all. Not at but... All. It, when we try to simplify it, and then it just, we try to simplify it to best four, and then over the course of the next 10 years, the definition of what deserves to be a playoff team gets muddied up and muddied up and muddied up. And then we throw a doomsday scenario on the very last season. There's not much to say, except Florida State won't be playing for a national title this year, and they won't be playing in the playoff. And that's, that, of, is, that is the one way of the other things that had to end up going, I guess. That frustrated me about yesterday was the amount of people who said, well, the ACC went 6-4 and four against the SEC this year. Great. You're comparing six and six teams. You are comparing, you're literally comparing barely bowl eligible teams to two of the best five teams in the country. How I don't, and I don't, why? I don't even like when it just only becomes about conference. It only becomes about all that. That wasn't smart, but yeah. Uh, okay. We had a, we had a great question. Yeah. Uh, Parker came in. Uh, okay. Well, Parker's Par- let, dude, let me read. Uh, he said, if it should be best four, then shouldn't Georgia be in? No. I don't think Georgia's one of the best four teams in the country. I, I mean, I fully do. If I have to think that Alabama is... I, I mean, I don't. Like, I, I don't. Do you think they're five? Who do you leave out? Who do you put in instead of... You put you uh, leave out... We're not doing who do you leave out. We're doing who are okay. the best... Who are your best four teams at ranked in order? Yes. Michigan, I would... Washington, Texas, Alabama. There they are. You're taking, you're taking Washington over Georgia more than five times out of ten? Uh, on yeah. a neutral field? Because yeah. I promise you I'm not... I'm taking them seven to eight times out of ten. That was incredible. It was awesome. Um, that's, I mean, that's fine. But you're going to have to give me a good reason as to why you would do that. Other than Georgia's a better team. That is the reason. If we're truly, if Parker has a okay. point. If we're truly okay. going best four teams. What stat do you have that shows to me that Georgia is a better team? Because it's not strength of schedule. What, what do you, what, pro- prove it. Show me that the You the can't team. prove anything with any of this, though. That's the whole point. That's why you so can't do So that's why you use computers four. to do it. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Yes, I get that. We're both in agreement with that. But if, if, Parker, if Parker's saying is, hey, we want to just only say best four teams, then I, I could uh, guarantee you I will find many, many advanced metrics that show that Georgia is one of the best four teams. I don't have them in front of me, but I promise you I will find no, them. No, and, sh- and I'm sure you will, <laughs> but I'm playing devil's advocate here. That this gets to be a slippery slope of best four teams, best four teams, yes. best four teams. Because you're absolutely right, Parker. Yeah, by, if, because if we're by, the way, by the four. way, if Oregon and Washington play ten times, I think Oregon wins six of them. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. I know. That's the whole point. So Metrics will tell us that every game outside of Oregon-Washington, and, that Oregon was the better team. And by that logic... Why is Bama in ahead of Georgia? <laughs> yeah, that's the point that so I think then, Parker's So then if we're just going to make a, if we're going to keep doing this, this eats itself. This is a system that just eats itself over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, but you've almost started disagreeing with Parker before we get circled around to the point. Because I do think Georgia is one of the, I think Georgia would be, I think Georgia is probably yeah. the best team in college football. I do. I don't think they played anywhere near their so A game So why do you think Saturday. they're not in the playoffs? Because the result mattered because they lost on a Saturday to Alabama. And that is why best four teams by year four or five was very obvious that doesn't work. But they didn't change it. Nobody changed it because everybody is so slow to make changes until NIL's here. Now all of a sudden, we're very quick to make that change because, you know, the government told us we had to and there was no plan. And I don't see the down and distance. I forgot it was third down. You're okay. Um, 
Look, Ugh. I'm not saying I disagree with any of you. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia's a great team. You know that. I've made that very obvious on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Probably are better than Washington. I think Washington would actually give them a really tough time. Just for yeah, what it's worth. Right. Top four um, teams should give them a tough time. And I, I'm not convinced that they're a head and shoulders better team. Um, but that's no, there isn't sorry. a dominant and there that's isn't that. a dominant team this year. That that's kind of what we learned because right. Georgia lost. We didn't know. We thought Georgia might just be the one dominant team, and they weren't. So I would put Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and probably Texas, is who because I think are the best four teams what? on a neutral field tenant. You know, if they play a seven-game series like the NBA or baseball, like I would probably there's have a, Georgia winning that. There's a really famous Bear Bryant quote about this. Mm-hmm. He won a national title. The opposing coach walked to midfield, shook his hand, and said, "You know, if we played a seven-game series, we would beat y'all." And he said, "Yeah, well, good thing we're not. Football's played in one game and walked off." <laughs> that is That's that it. is the current issue go. plaguing the four-team system, which. I did, and Parker I'll admit. Rhodes, I've said it since 2012. Seven-game series for all playoff games. <laughs> let's let's keep this going into June, baby. Every single player in college football on those teams would be Antonio Brown. They, they, <laughs> Antonio have, Brown before the end of the year. They have CTE and bad knees by the time they are 23. Yeah. So best for you, uh, because again on this podcast, oh my gosh, what a pick! Uh, on this podcast, you have said multiple times tonight. The committee tried to put in the best four teams, and they did that. Mm-hmm. And I've agreed that I've agreed the whole time that Alabama should have been in if, if just by the bylines of what the sport is right now, and it changes next year. But if you have if if you you have to either do what you say you're going to do, say what it is, or change it altogether. But nobody wanted to have that discussion, and this year is when it ended up sucking for everybody. All right. I mean, um, yeah, it's look. It's, it sucks. We had this it's, discussion it's a, too late, man. We've been, we've been, we have been saying that this kind of stuff is not going to fly one day, and then we just thought, oh, okay, maybe we'll get to the fall thing before it happens. Here's what I said to multiple people, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek, but also kind of, well, why not? Why not make this an 18 playoff this year? Back up the national title by, and I know why, guys. Stop yelling. I get it. It's the logistics. It's getting people ready. It's getting event venues, and they've already got their... You don't think there's a concert at the Cotton Bowl? and yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But if you just have the playoff, push back one week. One week. You give teams enough time for their, their staff, like not even like their game ops crew, the right. field crew, everybody to get their field set. And you say, okay, the first round of games are going to take place home and home. If you were the lower seed, you were going on a away game. Okay, like they're doing next year. Mm-hmm. If you just say that and say uh, before rivalry week, hey guys, heads up, this is what we're doing. This is getting hairy. We can already see it coming down the pipe. Uh, this is what we're doing. Done. That's it. It's done. Um, I would sign up for that. I would do it. I, I don't <laughs> even like, again, even in Alabama, they wanted to do seconds it. Seconds left in the half. Oh, thank you for telling if me. If you have, I'm sorry, I didn't say it sooner. Um, if you have. I can still score here. I'll just cheese it. If you have that situation, this all goes away. I want to ask you a question, and I'll ask Parker the same question. Um, I shouldn't be able to. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't cheese the computer like that. That's that's, that's annoying. Cool. What are you doing? I hit. I hit Y. That was one of uh, those Milrow overthrows. Uh, okay. Uh, if Georgia beat Alabama, who's in the playoff right now? That's a good question. Let me pause. Let me think. Like, uh, and, obviously, and, just, and I'm not saying blows them out. Let's say, flip the score. Let's say it is 27-24 Georgia. Who is in the playoff? 
I don't think Alabama is still in the top ten. By the way, if they lose that game. No, they're they're a non-factor. <laughs> we all we all knew that going Which, in. Which, again, um, I think Bama would have fallen. I actually don't know if they would have even fallen past Missouri though. It depends on what the score ended up being. They wouldn't have fallen farther than Missouri if they beat them if they lost to them by less. So they might have stayed still, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Georgia would have stayed one. Michigan would be two. Washington would end up three. And I I, I mean yeah, I feel like the committee. Because, and here's, here's the thing that I haven't really even brought up in this podcast. I think the committee would have put in Texas because I think money... Uh, Parker agrees with you. Literally money money speaks so much louder here than anybody wants to say. I mean, people do want to say it, but... They said, that, they've said it at nauseum for right? two days now. But, no, money, money talks so much more here than anybody really, really even understands, I guess, is the point I'm getting at. Um, nobody was open, so I just threw it up. That's okay. Arm punts are okay. Um... And so, yeah, I think Texas would have Parker still gotten wrote it over a them. large paragraph, but essentially said what we said earlier, which is what they did. They had an impossible job to do, and everybody pretty much knew that, but their justification is what's getting them in trouble. Right? Yeah, their I turned off the their... before, but yeah. Well, I didn't. I heard. I mean, their, I went back and watched it because I didn't want to hear it. was awful. And all that it came out to was, you're Florida State and you should feel bad because a player got hurt. I guess what I was trying to say, I knew this would be bad. I've since gone back and watched. I've seen the quotes. I've seen the posts. I've seen the video. I've seen it all. But when it happened live, I was like, Alabama got in. I took a sigh. I turned off the TV because I did not care to hear how it happened. I just knew that it did. And then I waited for a text from my parents. Yep. And I got some doozies. I won't, I won't lie. I got and some doozies. As you should have. <laughs> but, yeah. Again, I'd it's a broken system. Uh, and hate, hate the game, not the player. Okay, Brandon says, my only gripe is that if you leave... FSU in the previous week at four. Yeah, Brandon, we said the same thing earlier, man. Uh, what made them move them out of the top four? They could have avoided all this by moving him out the week after Travis got hurt. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you, you put him at five, six. Yeah. You put Oregon at five or Oregon at four and Texas at six. Whatever. This, this is a lot less hairy. Still hairy. And another reason that weekly, starting in November, weekly updates are very very stupid very by the stupid. committee. They should have never, very stupid. ever entertained that idea. That was one of the dumbest things that the committee, that the people that set up the 14 yeah. playoff did was, hey, starting in November, we're going to tell you every week our top 20. That was so dumb. Brandon, Brandon said he just hopped in. Yeah, but you hit, I mean, you you literally could do our jobs right now, Brandon. You, mm -hmm. you said exactly what we've been saying. Um, it sucks, dude. I, I, I freaking hate this for FSU. I really do. I do want to ask you, yeah. would there be this much uproar if, say, Georgia had beaten Alabama and Texas got in over Florida State. Would there be this much uproar? I truly like, don't believe would so. Would there be anger at Texas like there is at Alabama? No, and I think that speaks to my point earlier. It 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 it, it makes it tougher. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, good. No, no. just threw one of the worst balls I've ever seen in this game. The fact that it's Alabama adds more fuel to the fire. Just the fact that a, that a quarterback was caught deflating footballs in a big game, it added fuel to the... No, I'm, I'm being serious. Alabama is the New England Patriots of college football. Yeah, this, no, this, is a, this is a good comparison. Um, we just take so many shots. No, but that, Force understands why people were mad no, no, at no, that, no. I know, right? I know. He gets I know. why I'm pissed, and I no amount, no amount, I can promise you no amount of PowerPoints you show me is going to change my opinion on this because I am an absolute hater of that program and Alabama's got haters and it doesn't matter. So uh, yeah, I think that I think here's to, the thing. to circle around and answer your question, yes there would have still been anger. Yes that we would have gotten all the same quotes that we got from the coaches, but I think the by and large Twitter kind of social media outcry would have been about 25% less. Not all the way gone, obviously, because it's still an undefeated team that didn't get in. But yes, the fact that it was for Alabama again 
added to it. Four best. Uh, Four best. Brandon says the other thing is these rankings are so dumb. Ohio State is six after losing to Michigan. Why? They can only move down. When it comes to conference week, uh, oh boy, you might as well put all the Power Five teams in contention in the top six, and then it's much better. That's a good. That was a good. You're opening avenues in my mind. Why is it last year that when Ohio State lost by 22 to Ohio State at home? They didn't even move. They still made the playoff because that result didn't matter. Uh, I mean, it's just and then he it's said, been messy the whole way through. Now you have an eight team jumping in four spots or jumping up four spots. Uh, Parker said, oh, something. Uh, I forgot about Ohio State. If we're talking best, Ohio State is better than FSU. Ooh. I agree, though. I do. This is the Florida State without Travis Hunter. Uh, uh, Jordan Travis, I mean. I think that Ohio State would... No, and I could be wrong. But we don't body know. Of work. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Again, and this is where you go back to. You can only judge by what happened on the field. I don't know that Ohio State would blow out FSU. There aren't enough like opponents to really glean that. But I do think that if the teams as they are today had, let's just pretend they had a game on Saturday. I think that Ohio State would run up and down the field. Not run up and down the field, but I think they'd beat them. I think they would beat FSU pretty handily because FSU wouldn't be able to score. I you, what you mentioned is the key thing there when trying to determine what is best. Um, which is they don't have like opponents. Mm -mm. There's not like a lot of avenues that you can really... Because, yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, I was garbage, I was terrible. I hey, guess what? Iowa could slip up and beat a really good SEC team if they wanted they to. They could. They could. There's nothing to say that, like, sometimes there's just really bad matchups. That is football. That's actually just sports. I think... Great example this year. I think the Atlanta Braves were the best play, best team in baseball this year. You are absolutely correct. Guess they what? won most games. They had a horrible matchup against the Phillies. Two years in a row, and I'm not trying to rub it in. You're right. Two no, years in a row, like, they don't match up well against that they team. They did not match up well against that Phillies team, and they lost. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's so much more about matchups, and that's why it's so hard to do a best when you're playing such a vast array of different styles. 130-something teams. In conferences. You've got Washington who are playing against offenses that would absolutely gas a Mississippi State defense. But you also have Big Ten teams that would get stonewalled by that same Mississippi State defense. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. That's part of the game. And that's why you need computers. People don't know how to talk <laughs> ball, and we took people that don't know how to talk ball and put them in charge of the entire sport. Yep. And uh, that's it. That's what happened. Uh, best is such a garbage term. Yep, I think OSU beats FSU. Yep. Uh, so them saying best four got in. What the hell does that even mean exactly? Um, everybody, everyone beats FSU in their current state, unfortunately. Um, they keep winning without them. They do keep winning without them, but they also beat a, what, five-loss Florida team and a Louisville team that, I don't know, you watched them the other night. No, I, 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 I hear you. I, 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 mean, I hear you, the people that the commented that. I do understand um, they have kept winning. The reason is that nobody, nobody that matters and votes on this cared that they kept winning. They cared that they weren't winning as impressively as they previous had been, and again, with the dog shit system well, we have, that's enough to, to really end a team season, which is stupid, and that's why we don't have that anymore. I think you can starting also, next year. You can also look at that game Saturday and see that that FSU team is not. It's a shell of what it was. The defense was awesome. Yes. The defense is incredible. That's half the. Did you just take a 19 yard sack? I didn't mean to. That's I hit honestly the, really impressive. I hit the button to throw it, but um, he did a pump fake. FSU. Uh, versus Florida is arguably as much of a hate game with voodoo as the Iron Bowl. Good point. Um, that's a really good point. I, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, Alabama barely beat Auburn, so I don't really, I can't, we can't even really do that. Well, that's like, that's a, a rivalry of, game. A lot of Florida State people were saying that, bringing that game up. 
Yeah. How are you going to put Alabama in when they really lost to an Auburn team that lost? Our performance was just as impressive as FSU's against Florida as, as ours was. And Auburn just lost New Mexico State by 21. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, yep. we barely beat our rival that had a bad season. Both teams did that. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, just... Brandon brings up a good point. Second string will be back. Yeah, Tate Brodemaker would have been back. That's a great point. Um, again, Brandon, because you weren't on earlier, one thing that I said was Florida State, if they just lie about the prognosis of Jordan Travis right after the injury and say, oh, he may be back for the playoff and just keep delaying the point. Yeah, he's looking good. He's doing great in rehab. They're in the playoff right now. Mm -hmm. If they just lie about that, and you're about to see that, by the way. Uh, that's one thing Parker and I were talking about with hockey injuries. They, you don't get a, oh, yeah, he tore his Achilles. Yeah, he broke his leg. Now, the Jordan Travis one was pretty obvious what happened. Sure. Um, hockey, you get upper body, lower body. And college football is about to be that. That'll get, uh, that will get year, shut down the first time it happens. Yes. That will get shut down the first. Because the NFL, you can't. You have to be, which uh, is why the Bengals are in trouble. Uh, for sure. The Bengals just did that with Joe Burrow. We just saw that but, in the NFL, and they are going to come down hard on them. You're, you're going to have teams lie. Yeah. It is going to happen. They're going to change the rules because of this. Um, yeah, man. Like, it's, it's going to get kind of, and there may already be a rule in place that prevents this. But it's going to get ugly if it starts turning that way. Because then you're going to have, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. And, you know, this pinky is, like, turning that way. Mm -hmm. You know? There's going to be a lot of stuff like that, dude. Uh, how quickly... I, I don't really... I mean, I kind of feel like we're reaching the end of this. We're kind of talking in circles. So we'll keep going, though. How, how quick... Do you think that we will look back at what happened? Do you think this is a death knell at some point to the ACC? Yeah, oh, big time. Big mm -hmm. time. The, yes, the ACC died. That's not an overreaction. The in ACC mind. died yesterday. Yeah. Now, uh, an interesting question that I'll, I'll sort of flip back to you. Mm -hmm. Is ACC basketball dead? Because here's what I could see happening yeah. in this. Is everyone in college basketball goes, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. This is not happening. We are not going to, Cal and Stanford basketball are not playing against North Carolina in a conference game next year. We're not doing it. We are breaking off and making our own entity. And we are separate from football. Notre Dame does it. Why can't we? Do you, do, are you saying this more as an idea, or you like? Do you think that this is where this will go? I absolutely not next year. Yeah. But I, I think there's going to be a situation where teams start looking at their travel schedules. They start looking at budgeting flights. Just wait till the first time Cal mm -hmm. has to fly to North Carolina on a Tuesday, fly back to play a home game on a Saturday, and then fly back Monday night to play in Durham. That's it, dude. That's it. That's that's so much money for flights. That's so much money for uh, luggage and gear and hotel rooms and mm -hmm. everything. When you're already traveling, basketball is not going to survive that. Um, they, they won't. So I, I really do think you're going to see a world soon where football and basketball are two completely different. That would things. be outstanding. That would be absolutely I outstanding. So I, I don't. Think, I think this is sorry to answer your question because I don't think I ever did. I think this is the death of ACC football. I don't think it's the death of the ACC. I wonder if they're allowed to do that. I wonder if there's part of agreeing to become a conference we, that says you can't do we that, We keep though. using this word allowed in college football, and we have to stop. No one, there's, there's no, I don't know what the contract would look like that would prevent you from doing that. If you have a realistic, okay, how's, how's this situation? We can take this to court if you'd like to, but you're harming student athletes right now by making them travel this much in a sport that is way different from football where they're only traveling once a week. That's a fair point. That, like, there That's it is. A fair point. There's your argument. And guess what? As soon as you bring up court, based on how NCAA uh, 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 lawyers have been in the last three or four years, they will not want to go to court. 
I could absolutely see this happening, and it happens everywhere. No, I, you're made, yeah, the, you're, you're, uh, you're kind of fleshing out the story to the point where it makes uh, like, a lot of sense. Mid majors do this all the time. I worked at a mid major. I know. If look, you don't want to be in the Big South Conference in lacrosse, you can go join the whatever Big Sky, mm -hmm. the SoCon, right? That happens all the time. I don't see why the Big Four. And again, I'm probably making this way too elementary, and there's probably way more hoops to jump through, and I know there are, but. I, I, that's just what I could see happening. I bet Chad is losing it when I just said that. Um, my my only wonder is, you brought when you said the thing about court, it kind of had me pause. But I I don't know. Man, we've got Chad is blowing up right now. I think the number one priority in every athletic department. Yeah, just roll through that while I while I yeah, kind of yeah, gather we'll, my thoughts. We'll, I think the number one priority in every single athletic department right now, especially considering Sunday morning. They don't want to be left out. College football's king. That is all anybody cares about for the next few years as far as aligning yourself goes. And I don't think anybody's going to act in that way until all that dust is settled. And then I can see what you said becoming a thing. Because Again, I don't think it's a next year thing. Right. right? I, and I heard you say that. Uh, you did say that. Um, but for the time being, I think these schools are going to tell their student-athletes to suck it up. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, Completely that's what's going to happen. And it because sucks, dude. FSU is going to be very and guess, tunnel vision trying to get out of ACC. Guess what conference is about to have the least amount of travel in their conference? Um, SEC. SEC right? or the Big 12. Either of those. Yeah, Big 12 would be so another one. I could absolutely see a world where you have other schools flooding to those conferences. Hey, our backups are in against the number three team on the road. Wow. It's almost like we know how to run an offense. Um, Mike Bovo, call us. Uh, all right. I'm going to go through some of these, and I'm just going to go through some highlights on the chat because y'all went off, which I love. Uh, um, I'm going to answer fourth just because I saw it. When it goes to 12 teams, that's going to be five, four automatic qualifiers because it's going to be a power four. So four automatic qualifiers. Uh, if you win your conference, which is – I want to talk about this more in the offseason because I'm actually realizing the car on the way home, this is very exciting, and I hadn't thought of it in this way. But four automatic qualifiers, if you win your conference, you're in. One group of five – the best team from the group of five, I believe, makes it in still, and then the rest is at-large. Now, I don't know how they do the at-large, but I will tell you right now, it doesn't need to be committee. I need to look before next week's podcast, but it needs to be by some kind of computer because don't leave it up to the committee because we'll be arguing the same thing all over again, and we'll be crying for some student-athletes that are getting screwed <laughs> over. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. This is awesome. Uh, great, great Discord in the chat. I'm, I'm very happy with the chat tonight. It's been awesome. Uh, yes, Forrest Parker, we're going to have a round table. I've just decided this. You're going to love this. We're going to have a round table discussion with all my G5 and FCF people and all of our P5 people. And we're going to sit and we're going to hammer it out. We're going to have to buy some more mics. A January pod or steal them from work. Not your work. <laughs> I was to say, I wouldn't do that. And uh, we've never done that. We've never done that. All this equipment uh, we bought on our own. Mm hmm. Always have. I'm going to stick with that. That is absolutely true. Lacrosse player with just absolute wheels. Oh, my gosh. He fumbled. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, that was NCAA 14, if you're listening on the pod. Okay, Brandon. Yeah, give me some highlights from the chat. Brandon says uh, they went back and forth on some things we talked about earlier. Um, Brandon brought up that Alabama's uh, bad wins look rough, which is very true. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about all that. Um, Playing the SEC, though. And then uh, you've got Brandon saying, one of my favorite things I've read all day, I say screw all the rankings and just put all the competing teams in the bubble. Super ambiguous. Nobody will like it. 
but it would just be these are all the teams potentially in contention since the numbers mean nothing. They're that in actually, the hunt. That actually wouldn't have been a horrible way to do, leave the rest up to us in our own mind until the day of. Yep. I don't hate that. Because by Who the said way, that? that Brandon, and that doesn't take away from TV deals, which is what a lot of this crap is, right? Yeah, it's, it still oh, gives well, us that, a TV show that to watch. ruins the TV. No, the TV, they can still argue about who they think their rankings are. I have always said, and if you've listened to this podcast a long time, you have heard me say, I did not call this play, but I'm running it. Um, if you, uh, I just had a tight end run a five-yard rush that was one of the hardest rushes I've ever seen, so we may need to move him in the offseason. Um, if you've listened to this pod a long time, you know this is a, a drum that I've beat. There shouldn't be any sort of ranking until November. Mm-hmm. Uh, not playoffs. Not AP and everything. AP and everything. Coaches, all of it. Coaches, I don't care. We don't know anything in August about what anyone is going to look like. It's so dumb to sit there and be like, well, based off of what recruiting rankings think, okay, what does that mean to anybody? How many number one recruiting classes have made it to the playoffs? Clemson was a top seven team coming into the year. Yeah. I mean, we well, watched them lose week one to Duke, who won six games this year. Yeah. Seven, I think. And seven was, and five. By the way, great night. It was an awesome night. Great night. But again, like, the rankings and when they do them make no sense. And then what made it infinitely worse, and what we've said multiple times on this pod tonight, is their reasoning has been terrible. At every turn, they have confused and bum fuzzled people and made people angry. And not just. Week to week this year. This has been a year to year thing that Absolutely. it feels like the definition of what they do has evolved. And it changed again. This, it, what, they, what it feels like they did on Sunday and the things that they found important and the things that were discussed and the things they were arguing about, even last year, 2022, it doesn't feel like we're having the same at all discussions, which we still, with this committee, were promised that it would be the same thing every year. And it wasn't. Yeah. Very early on. Yeah. And we're now beating a dead horse, but we're also trying to close this game out. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and close out. Pod, thank you for listening. We love you. We will talk to you next week for a little bit of a uh, bowl roundup. Get your bowl sheets out. Start studying. Yeah, All next right? week, I don't. I haven't looked at our schedule, so I won't promise a day, but I want to say either Tuesday or Thursday are probably my best days. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure play it with out that. Next week. We'll figure and that the game starts Friday Tuesday, or Saturday. Tuesday's my first day of my new job, too, so that could be really fun. Do, would you want to do it that way? Yeah, why not? I'd really? Like to see you. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know. Celebrate. Sometimes people have like information overload at a new job, no, but no, that's no. not you. You're built different. I, I would, I would love no, to celebrate my first day at a new job, and if it's if it's an awesome job, I'm gonna be jacked podcast because we will have gained well, at least one new. Listener. It, I can promise you, it's an awesome job. Uh, Mary Caroline Sharp is one of your coworkers. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, uh, podcast. Thank you so much. We love you.